What's up and welcome everybody to the Tricky Takes podcast presented by Phantom Sports Industries. We got your usual crowd with us today. I'm Billy. Got my boy Austin with me. Gee gee. And we got Connor with us today. How y'all doing? So guys, we're going to get into a little football talk. I know we got the World Series on, but I think we've talked about baseball quite enough. So we might hit on it a little bit, but uh, towards the end of the World Series, we'll do a recap and hit on all the baseball, but we got some NFL news to talk about. So first thing I want to cover is, uh, again, we're recording this on Thursday, and last night there was a no-hitter thrown in the World Series. The second no-hitter or perfect game ever in the World Series is pretty damn cool. Only combined. Well, which, yeah. and back-to-back records on the Phillies' offense and back-to-back nights, tying the record... Yes for most home runs in a single post or single world series game and tying the least amount of hits, and you can't get, that's a record that can only be tied. You can't, you can't break that one, but they did it. They tied it. So they tied, they tied the uh, single game home run record for the world series and the single game, least amount of hits record in the world series. So two, interesting ones and on back-to-back nights that just shows like baseball is a fickle sport yeah well it helps whenever you know what pitch is coming (laughs) that is true oh did y'all okay so (laughs) i what do you think about that the whole mccullers tipping this pitches thing i feel like i'm in the minority here but i feel pretty strongly that he wasn't tipping what do you think what do you think harper said the the well okay so there, there's a chance that he was tipping. I don't – it's not the leg kick. That I can confirm. I think it was where he was holding his glove. I've also I saw, seen that. I, I, I saw the breakdown, and that looked pretty. I don't think that's it either. I think that is a little more validity than the the leg kick. The leg kick is definitely not it. Um, Harper either saw something or – I mean, he's just a veteran player who's a really good hitter and – it could be something even like tendencies that he know that he knows like um how long he's coming set for yeah there's yeah. that kind of stuff too is is also so what and, what makes you think that it had nothing to do with the leg so um shout out pitching ninja on you know twitter and youtube he's the guy to go for anytime anything happens on the mound he will be covering it um, he did a pretty good coverage of it showing how he varies his leg kick um, from pitch to pitch on the same stuff. So uh, two fastballs back to back, one with a higher leg kick than the other versus, you know, uh, sometimes a lower on a slider, sometimes higher on a slider, so on. It's, so he does vary it. And so in a small sample size, if you like just look at three pitches in at bat, you might say, oh, he threw two fastballs with a high leg kick and then went low leg kick and it was a slider but if you look at if you expand the sample size you'll see that it it's there's no correlation between the leg kick and the pitch thrown and i think we'll hold off on the world series talk for uh right now we'll do a a big deep dive post uh world series you know retrospective on on the world series but there's one other thing i want to just mention is uh the perfect game by the umpire pat hoberg i think yeah that was sick huh um People don't, I mean, the robo-umps is a discussion, and umpires get a lot of flack 
but it that stuff is hard to do <laughs> yeah and people, let's, let's shout out the guys that do it good yeah, yeah. exactly people in the streets have been calling him wat woberg yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> so one more thing i want to i want to hit on the world series real quick alec bohm hitting the 1000th home run in yeah. world series history yeah. was pretty cool just that cool was also stat. a good history moment there yeah that's pretty cool so yes. uh, connor why don't you take us through some of the trades that we saw yeah, so some of the the big ones we saw here. Uh, first up, we got Roquan Smith to the Ravens. The uh, the Bears seem like they're just selling out the farm. Uh, well, a, kind of. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It, they that was a weird weird deadline for them. I mean, they traded away two of their best defensive players and then bringing Claypool, who we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. So I think surprise me with the Bears. I think the Roquan Smith trade made sense for them. Just because you know he's going into he's in his last year of his contract, um, might as well get what you can out of him because uh, he's not coming back. Yeah, the chances of him re-signing look slim. He kind of wanted out before the year, but then giving up a second rounder for Claypool didn't make a ton of sense to me. Mm-mm. Just because of you see who was dra- who's been drafted in the second round, you know it's been all over social media. Just the receivers that are going in the second round lately, and uh, I don't really think Claypool's the guy. That's no. going to bring that offense over the top. His, his think, rookie year, he looked really good, but he kind of slowed down since then. So Claypool does now slot into me as the number one guy. Um, yeah. Darnell Mooney yeah. is a great number two. He's mm-hmm. not a number one. But I don't know if Claypool's a number one. For me, Claypool's a big slot. But you can also say Mooney uh, fits in a slot. But I think Mooney is actually going to have more success on the outside for his like just looking at career tra- trajectory um i don't have the numbers right now but uh matt Harmon's reception perception you know he does a great job at charting route running and stuff and after looking at all of his his numbers for the past few years for both of them i definitely think mooney projects as um a y receiver and claypool as a z they but you got to get the X and if you don't have a first or a second round draft pick, where are you going to get that? Like, yeah. well, in that they're going to have the Steelers second round pick. So. Cause they get, they gave yeah, away their they own. Gave, yeah. They get, they, they get the Steelers back. Okay. But yeah, they're, that's, I mean, I guess the neither, thing, of their, neither of their picks are going to be that good. The thing is in that passing offense, I don't know, like, if you can really have like a true one, like just, I mean, I don't think anybody's really going to be a true one, like viewed around the league in that offense. And definitely fantasy wise, I mean, what do you guys think of stock on Chase Claypool? Do you think it's up or down? For this fantasy year, wise, I'm for I this think up for this year. Oh, see, I'm the other way. I think down. He was actually quietly having a pretty good, um, season or at least the last few weeks he's been getting a, a pretty good target share and i just don't know if he's gonna get that in chicago chicago's got two running backs that they like to get the ball in the hands of and justin fields has been shown to spread the ball out a lot so i think his target share goes down the offense is slight well i don't know the offense yeah. as a whole might be better <laughs> Then he's an under uh, an unrestricted free agent. Moving on now, we got a uh, TJ Hawkinson getting dealt inside the division. Uh, 
Lions send them over to the Vikings along with a 2023 fourth and a 2024 conditional fourth. Uh, and in return, they get a 2023 second and a 2024 fourth. So I think this is like one of the missing last missing pieces. I mean, on offense now, I mean, they got a good O-line mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they got a lot of weapons now. And, uh, you know, on defense, they still got, they're still thin in some areas, especially in that secondary. Um, but I think this is a great move for the, for the Vikings. Some people are thinking if they overpaid or not. I mean, he he's a top five, probably tight end in the NFL, top six. You know? Yeah, when you include what he, what he can do and what he can do in the in the run game, he hasn't showed that much of it. Um, yeah, that's a that's a solid move. I think I think it's a good move. Yeah, he was yeah. the eighth overall pick. So yeah, okay. okay. Next up, we've got one of the trades that I did not see coming for sure. Uh, Chase Edmonds, a twenty twenty three first and twenty twenty four fourth for uh, Bradley Chubb and a twenty twenty five fifth. So, I mean, that was a pretty big move over there by the Dolphins who really needed to add that that pass rusher. Yeah, big move by the Dolphins. You know, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Bradley Chubb has the third highest, you know, pass rush win percentage in the league. You know, he's, he's a dominant edge rusher, and that's what the that's what the Dolphins needed. You know, they got a good secondary. Um, their offense, you know, is looking right. So, uh, they just needed that difference maker. And if Chubb can come in and do that, then – that's going to be huge for them. And that's going to, you know, Tua talked about it either yesterday or today. You know, we're not, they're not afraid to talk about Super Bowls there. They're not afraid to talk about contending in the playoffs. And uh, these are the types of moves that you make uh, to back that up. I love all these guys getting traded and then immediately locked up long term. He signed a oh, yeah. five-year, $110 million extension within 24 hours of being mm-hmm. traded. I mean, the, the position he plays is a premier position in the NFL these days. These guys, those guys get paid. Yeah. If, you, if you can get to the quarterback, you're going to make money. Um, He's only 26. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he'll be 31 at the end of that contract, so that, that's an absolute W for the Dolphins right there. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they need that piece. And then you got to look at the Dolphins also uh, gave away Chase Edmonds in the trade. I don't think – I think they would have traded him away for a bag of chips at this point. Yeah. They signed him uh, as a free agent this year after his first several years in Arizona, and he has looked bad. He was down to the last two weeks. He played less than 30% snap share in each of the games, and he's gotten he only got more than 10 carries once this season, and it was the first game, and then you think, oh, well, he's, he's obviously a pass-catching back. Well, he hasn't done that either. He hasn't even gotten – more than three targets once and that was again the first week of the season when they thought that he was going to be their guy low snap count low attempts low efficiency they are happy to have him out of the building i think and absolutely and the next guy that we're going to talk about jeff wilson getting reunited with raheem mostart mostert and and mike mcdaniel down there i mean he's familiar with them and they got him for only a fifth rounder so, I mean, not not a bad move. I think uh, Mike McDaniel's master plan is to just basically relocate <laughs> 49ers to Miami. Yes. Um, offense. <laughs> yeah, well, just a left-handed, the left-handed Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Uh-huh. 
Hey, my sweet Hawaiian prince from from Alabama. He's better than than Jimmy G. I'll, I, I'll say that right here. Yeah, well, yeah, this season I'll, for I'll, sure. Yeah, I mean, people forget Jimmy G was real good and like he was electric his first two years. Yeah. Um. He, I mean, he led them to a Super Bowl, and so I think if Tua can be a left-handed twenty-nine, if Tua can be a left-handed twenty-nineteen Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike McDaniel will be over the moon. And he, I think he's shown to be that. We just got to see if he can, you know, win and take him to the, the Super Bowl like Jimmy G did. And yeah. uh, Jeff, I mean, we got to talk about Jeff. Very good running back. Yeah. Like he's just a solid number two guy. Seems Very like consistent. Every time that someone over there, and um san fran goes down he steps up and just is kind of assumes a role that isn't too flashy but gets the job done and that's what you've seen the last several years with him another big move that i definitely did not see coming was a calvin ridley getting dealt to jacksonville for a 2023 fifth and a 2024 second uh both those picks being conditional uh, getting traded to the team that he bet against to get him suspended for the entire season. <laughs> yeah, I love. How, how do y'all feel about that? I love the irony, but I think it's you know we don't know what Calvin Ridley is going to be when uh, when he comes back from his suspension. You know, he, I think he's going on his year twenty seven or twenty eight. He was old coming out of high school mm-hmm. and old getting coming out of college, so. Uh, we don't know what he's going to be, but he could definitely be a weapon for for T-Law and the Jags moving forward uh, once he comes back from suspension. And I think it was probably the best move for the Falcons as well, just to get something out of him um, because he is getting closer to 30, you know. And uh, you don't really know what you're going to get out of him when he comes back. And um, so, yeah, I think it's a good move, for, better move for the Falcons than the Jags, in my opinion. I'm going to be on the other side of that. I like Calvin Ridley a lot. He's shown to be a very good weapon. Um, I mean, he he supplanted Julio there, and obviously Julio is not the same player he was, but there was, there was at least a season or two, I'll say at least one season, where Julio was still Julio and Calvin was right there with him. And yeah, that, that one-two punch was insane. And... I mean, they're going to, he's going to be 28 years old next year. I mean, you know, wide receivers have been showing recently that they can play to 30, 31. So you don't even know what he's going to really be like as a player when he comes back. I, I think you trust the interest. talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I mean, talent is definitely there. How interested is he going to be in playing football when he comes back? You know, I mean, I, I think yeah, he was, he was totally he's, willing to step away earlier. He's talked about wanting to come back though. So, I mean, he, I, I think he's ready to get back on the field. Uh, but, I mean, you got to admit, the talent is there. Uh, he, he's shown it for, for a few years there in Atlanta. And he had three three really good top-tier seasons uh, as the number two and the number one. So, Jacksonville needs that spark plug. Uh, I think it was a good bet on their end. He's still so. on his rookie contract for one more year. The Falcons picked up his fifth-year contract, but it gets deferred to next year. Do they sign him? I mean, I think if I'm the Jaguars, I sign him now when mm-hmm. he's still got you know something left to prove. Uh, he might not, though. I think he might say, listen, I'm going to prove myself, but 
you're not going to get that big of a contract at 29 years old. So I, if I was him, I think, you know, if, if the Jaguars offer, you know, a three-year deal worth a good bit of money, I take that and run with it because you sure you can bet on yourself, but. Oh, he can bet on himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he like, maybe he won't bet on himself. Maybe he learned his lesson. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> I doubt it, but we'll see. But anyway, we've got a, another running back swap that really kind of surprised me too, was a uh, Naheem Hines to Buffalo for Zach Moss in a 2023 conditional fifth rounder. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that the Colts took Zach Moss because he is all the way falling out of favor over there in Buffalo. Yeah, I think what's interesting is just this whole Jonathan Taylor situation. Um, getting rid of 19 Hines is kind of a surprise just because, you know, Taylor hasn't really been living up to anybody's expectation and he's been hurt. So uh, now you replace him with Zach Moss, who is not nearly as dynamic as a running back as Naeem Hines. So I think that really helps out uh, Buffalo, even though they kind of have a Naeem Hines-style runner in Devin Singletary, but it never hurts to have two, I guess. So uh, I mean, both of those guys are, are playmakers, and if you give them the ball, they've got a chance to make something happen. So, I mean, I, I like it for Buffalo. Yeah. It gives them uh, a one-two punch over there more so than they had before. I mean, their their run game has been their weakest part of the game for, for a few years now. So, I expect Hines and Singletary to split work pretty 50-50. Yeah. Uh, James Cook's not going to see mu- the field much anymore, I'd imagine. The Zach Moss side of the situation confuses me. I guess it's, it's nice to have another big – I mean, another – guy who can go get some goal line carries that way if jt's out you kind of have jackson take over the pass catching role and zach moss take over the you know between the tackles kind of work and so i guess for that reason is why they wanted moss back or would take him back yes so i i guess it's not the i mean it's not the worst move in the world uh and then kind of the last one that move that we want to talk about was uh Kadarius tony who's been in the doghouse up in new york all year uh over to the Chiefs for a 2023 third and which is compensator compens you know what I'm trying to say and a 2023 sixth uh <laughs> got a little bit of the mush mouth there but uh you know that one with the way the the Chiefs are spreading the ball around and, and the kind of the options that they have over there um and his talent level that we saw in college not not so much in the NFL uh, but I mean, I, I think that that's really a good move for the Chiefs. It gives them a, a good, good other option uh, behind Juju. Yeah, I just think it gives that Chiefs receiver room a little bit more juice. You know, they got, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling to take the top off the defense, but then they don't really have that, you know, over the middle guy that's gonna. But I mean, they have Juju, but Juju's not like a burner or a shifty guy mm-hmm. or anything like that. That's Travis Kelsey's job, though. Yeah, Kelsey's over Travis the middle. Kelsey, yes, but I mean, like, like a fast, a fast guy, you know, shifty guy that they can move around the field and get in space and get the ball to him, like they did so many times with Tyree Kill. And by no means am I saying Kadarius Tony is on the level of Tyree Kill, but he has, you know, that wiggle and that and that burst mm-hmm. to to be effective in that type of offense, like we saw with Tyree Kill. 
The Chiefs wide receiver room is a mess. It's just, it's interesting. I was going to look and um, say, look at like snap counts um, for their wide receivers and see like, just so you can see like who's on the field. It's like been kind of between a half and two thirds of the snaps MVS every week. And I mean, really the same Juju plays a little bit more than MVS, but not a whole lot. And some weeks, even MVS plays more. Cole Hardman's been on the field about half Sky Moore about a third, a quarter, a third kind of depending. And then they got Justin Watson. It's not like they have one guy out there all the time. And I don't think Kadarius Tony's going to be make a change to that. I think if anything, he'll just kind of break it up even more. Um, Justin Watson has proven that he can play receiver in the NFL. He's been pretty fine for them. Um, he's his stock. I mean, his not that he had much stock in like fantasy or dynasty or anything, but um, he's his snap share is going to go down the most. All right, guys. So now that we're about at the halfway point in the year, um, I decided to break down each NFL team into a category. So you've seen those tier makers online. So I made my own. The categories we have are Super Bowl or bust. Solid playoff contenders need to make a run. Hanging around could make a run. Frisky, below average, and then try again next year. We are going to start at the bottom. So the first team I got in the try again next year category might be a little interesting to some, but it's the Carolina Panthers. They're not a complete football team. Yeah, they're hanging around in the NFC South, but that's a terrible division this year. So um, they're kind of just, you know, playing with whatever they got. They don't even have a head coach. Um, you guys think they're in the right spot? Yeah, they're they're 100 percent in the right spot. Uh, really, only kept DJ Moore. I mean, they they're using their their third option uh, going into the season at quarterback with PJ Walker. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're not competing this year, uh, and they're they're fully bought in on a rebuild right now. I, I do think PJ Walker is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I do think that the coaching change matters a lot um what i don't think is that it matters a whole lot (laughs) because the rest of the team and i mean including pj walker listen sorry pj he threw he completed the longest um completion in next gen stats uh history so that's like since 2016 the touchdown to dj moore was the longest completion by air yards um I mean, I'll you might as well just write it out with P.J. Walker. You don't got anything else to lose. No. Yeah, so. I mean, see what you got there. You've seen what Baker is going to offer um, over the last few years and, you know, through the, first few, oh, through the first few weeks. I sound like Connor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you ride it out with P.J. And this is 100% the, the correct tier for them. All right, so to be a little more efficient in this, I'm just going to list each team I have in each category, and y'all tell me if you have any issues. Mm-hmm. So the remainder of the try again next year category consists of the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Washington Commanders. Am I missing anybody? Is anybody out of place? What do y'all think? Uh, I don't think anybody's out of place. Uh, 
I would say that you could make an argument for how the Raiders have played so far this year that they might deserve to be in this spot. But I think that uh, just roster talent in itself uh, keeps them out of it. It's kind of where I'm at on them. I do think there's one team out of place. And the and there's I think there's a defining what do you call it there there's a defining thing whatever that each of these teams has characteristic maybe that each of these other teams has that one doesn't can y'all pick out which one I'm talking about and what it is are you going to say Davis Mills of the Houston <laughs> I am Davis <laughs> okay. Mills Davis Mills is the only only or the Texans. And Davis Mills are the only ones still starting their day one starting quarterback. So I think for that reason, I will put them up one tier. I think everybody else, this is the this is the tier of literally by how I've got it, of we gave up and we're starting a backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that um for Washington it was more is injury, but either way, uh Taylor Heineke's starting there, and he might hold on to the job the rest of the year. I don't know what the, I don't know what the status is on Carson Wentz, but I let Heineke write it out. Screw it. Yeah, but yeah, those were kind of like the teams I had slotted as possibly going for the top five picks. Besides one team, which we will get to later, that I put in a different category, just kind of because they they belong there. Um, but so moving on to our below average category. So this is kind of like the next group of, you know, they're not absolutely doggy-doo, but they smell like it. And that would be the Chicago Bears, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Oakland Raiders, the Saints. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There is no no football team residing in the city of Oakland anymore. Nope. Las Vegas. (laughs) Hey, hey, running joke of of the podcast. (laughs) Raiders, yeah. They, they, they so, never left Oakland in our hearts. So uh, what do you guys think about this this tier of teams? Yeah, and, and really what it boils down to is these teams are just underperforming. Two of them especially are just underperforming what yeah. everyone's expectations were, and that's the Raiders and Broncos. I mean, neither of those teams has looked really good at any point, I thought. I mean, I guess the Raiders did for a while in that Cardinals game until they really blew it at the end. Uh, but... It's just it's been a disappointing season, and I think that they're they're all kind of out of the hunt for the playoffs at this point, and there's really no chance of any of those teams getting back into that picture. I think I agree with it. I think I agree with this uh, ranking. All right, so moving on to our next category, we got the Frisky. So in this category, I have yours truly, the Cleveland Browns, the New England Patriots, the Seattle Seahawks, and this is the team I was referencing earlier. They really should be in the try again next year category, but they make every game fun. It's the Detroit Lions. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they are fun to watch, but they are. Suck. They suck bad. I love what they've done with the, the culture over there where they just don't give up at any point. They, they could be down 20 going into the fourth quarter. They're going to make it a three point game at some point. I mean, I think they should probably start giving up. Because I mean, not giving us heartbreaking for them. I mean, it's just it's just killing the fans there. But I mean, I bet at least one person every Sunday has a heart attack in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Most likely, completely unrelated, but you never know. 
Oh, the witching hour on Red Zone is always full of lions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. so the other team on. I really like in this tier, though, is the Seahawks. Because, I mean, Geno's just having himself a great year. And that's another team that's just been kind of fun to watch because I had low expectations for them coming into this season. But oh, me too. They're, they're, they're staying in games. And, you know, I, I like it. They're, they're, they're playing frisky. I like the I like they're, the They're playing frisky. Um, I think there's one more team that belongs in this one that's in the next tier up. All right, I think I know who it is, but the next section of teams is could make a run. So these teams, you know, they could get hot, they could not, who knows. But starting it off with the NFC South leaders, the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> then you got uh, the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets, the Call of Duty legend Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals, and everybody's favorite Green Bay Packers. So these teams, I think... All of them have potential, you know, to rattle off a few wins if things go right for them. Um, but I'm not I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just saying if things fall their way, they could go on a run. Uh, for the Jets, I don't think that they're going to keep Zach Wilson. Uh, he looked really, really bad in the starting job all year. I think he looked pretty bad, especially last weekend against the Patriots. He was channeling his Sam Darnold seeing ghosts on, on for Halloween weekend. So uh, maybe there was something to it there, but uh, maybe shockingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> and shockingly enough, the, the Falcons are, are leading that division. I mean, I, I had super low expectations for them, but they're, they're hanging around. So, yeah. Hey, Kyle Pitts finally had a good week. Um, another thing, <laughs> yeah, like another, that good weeks. another yeah. little tendency that I've, that uh, has been pointed out. Um, they run a lot of flood concepts in Atlanta, yeah. and Kyle Pitts is constantly used as the like flat route in the um in the flood concept, and it's just he's there to pull out the hook defender to get that middle level open for Drake London or Olamide Zacchaeus, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and the other one, the whichever one of those two isn't in that flat uh in the uh you know dig middle level routes in the deep route so it's just been like he's been he's just not used as a he's got i i think i remember this correctly i think it, coming into the draft he had the largest catch radius ever measured in the in the draft and that's like your height your wingspan and your jumping like the combined mm-hmm. and they're using him to as like a decoy slash dump off on all these routes and last week they finally ran him as a ton of those you know mid-level routes and it worked what do you know yeah he can catch basically yeah. anything throw his way and it just it's funny to see how arthur smith draws up different ways to to not use basically him. not make make him in it as ineffective as possible but he, i mean he was using jawan johnson john smith or john yeah john smith. smith that's mm-hmm. what i'm thinking of yeah he was using John johnson's with the saints yeah yeah john smith is what i'm thinking he was using john smith in more creative ways in tennessee <laughs> than he was than he's using kyle pitts so far. john smith's like a six foot two tight end exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he was using him in all these like creative ways, getting the ball in his hands, and you won't get the six six guy who runs a four three, like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then okay, so I, I I said that there's a team that belongs in the tier below this one. It's the Packers. They blow. Yeah, 
They're not good. Their quarterback <laughs> sucks. Uh, their, their receiving yeah. core is probably the probably the actually I'd say it right now. Their receiving core is the worst in the NFL. And their O line can't block. Uh their defense can't play that. Like they're they got Jair who's been playing fine, but like mm-hmm. Jair's the top paid corner in the league, I think, and he's playing at like maybe the eighth or tenth best. Like you need him to play a little bit better. Losing, losing Zadarius Smith was huge. Yeah, and Zadarius Smith yeah. has been huge for the Vikings. Yeah. Like so yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh Packers, Packers are not good. Um no. The Packers. All right. Next category I got on this tier is the hanging around category. Um, these are kind of teams that have kind of either put themselves in the holes and kind of climbed back, or they just, you know, haven't really hit their stride yet. And uh in that in that tier, I've got the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, and then this last team is is very interesting. Because I don't think they're a very talented team overall, but it's the New York Giants. I think they're hanging around. I think, you know, year one of Brian Dable has been great so far. Um, I don't know how long that, you know, keeps up with just kind of the overall team structure with this team this year. So uh, I've got them. I could I could move them up, but right now I've got them in the hanging around category. Yeah, I, I like the the Giants right there. I mean, they're like you said, they're not a good team on paper, uh, but they're just playing great football right now. They're playing team football, and that's what's keeping them in games. Uh, like I said, I don't think that's going to keep up. I mean, they've they've got to play the Cowboys. They've got to play the Eagles. Uh, so I mean, is is they've got a tough tough couple games coming up? I think that's really going to hurt them. Uh, one team that I I would move down. Uh, and this one is the Titans because I, I think that they're only as high as they are because of some luck. Uh, I, they're just not playing good football. They're not moving it downfield well. And they, they got shut out earlier this year. The Ryan Tannehill has been way underperforming. Malik Willis has started playing some, uh, which they had said he wasn't going to play at all. And then when he did get the start, they only threw 10 passes with him. So, I mean, the, the, they won that game off the back of Derrick Henry, who hadn't even really been himself that much this season. Well, he's, uh, he's turned it on these last four games. I mean. Well, he's had to. They've been putting the team on his back. When you run for 200 yards, you really don't have to throw it more than 10 times when you're playing the, the Texans. And I have them in this category because I don't see anybody else in their division that's going to stop them from winning it. No, you know? there isn't. I mean, there's nobody else that's going to stop them from winning it. It's, it so I mean, if it's gotta be somebody, it's gonna be the Titans. Yeah, it is, but they're they're not making a deep run. Uh, they're just gonna fizzle out real real early on. I think this is an interesting tier because it's two teams who aren't that talented and two teams who are extremely talented. <laughs> um, and coaching levels it out. The two teams that don't have that much talent have great coaches. The two teams that have a ton of talents coaches have not been up to mustard and. Vrabel and 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 Dable, that's that should be a new TV show. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good one. Uh, yeah, those those two head coaches over there have really um pushed the teams to be better than uh, they should be, and uh, Harbaugh and Taylor have been kind of pulling the Ravens and the Bengals down. So 
that's why they all they all meet up here on this level and i, I think it's a really just interesting assessment it is yeah somebody's got to win that afc north so i mean it's gonna yeah it's, gonna it's not going to be the steelers no. <laughs> so yeah. i mean even well, the browns can still win it this i know yeah. yeah the browns aren't completely i mean the browns can get on a hot streak especially if i mean if imagine and I don't think it's going to happen, but imagine Deshaun Watson comes back week 13 and just rattles off uh, wins to end the season. Like, it's doable. Yeah. All right, so this next category, I've got them in the need-to-make-a-run category. So these are teams that we expected to be better and are falling behind where they should be at this point in the season and just aren't really looking like they're there yet. So the first team I got is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I don't think are – an extremely talented team, but compared to the remainder of their division, they should be easily winning that division. Then you got the two LA teams. You got the Chargers and the Rams. Um, neither of those teams have really lived up to the expectation. They've kind of been disappointed so far. They need to make a run if they're if they're wanting to look into making that playoff and 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 having maybe home field advantage or you know whatever. You know that this is the time that they need to put the foot on the gas and really pick it up. Yeah. And, and two of these teams, you can really see it's, it's all about the quarterback play. I mean, the, the Buccaneers and the Rams have, neither of them have had great quarterback play, even though they've got two really good quarterbacks. You know, Tom Brady's going to be, you know, he's supposed to man the ship for the offense. He's looked like crap. And then Devin white, uh, you know, their star middle linebacker has looked awful. Yeah. It's been like bad. you, you expect him to be one of the top, three or four linebackers in the NFL. And he's been abysmal. Uh, he can't stop the run this year at all. And um, that they've just been getting gashed because of that. And so I think I don't, the Buccaneers are the worst team of the three in this tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're in the worst division. So um, That's they're the one. Yeah, so they're the ones who, might you know still have a chance to win their division and get a playoff shot the rams have got to figure something out i don't know what that something is it just it seems like they're just not clicking in really any fashion and i think the chargers if any of these teams are like actually finish the season good as a good team it's going to be the chargers Mm -hmm. um especially when if by the end of the year somehow Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both see the field at the same time, which who knows if that'll ever happen again, but. Yep. So uh, next category I have is the solid playoff contenders. Got three more teams, the Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, and the San Francisco 49ers. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I like all of those. I mean, like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, the Dolphins with Tua playing entire games, haven't lost. Uh, they even beat the Bills, which was a probably their hardest matchup of the year. The 49ers got incredibly improved uh, as soon as they picked up McCaffrey. Also, the Cowboys, even with uh, Cooper Rush there, they, they didn't look bad. And with Dak Prescott back and, and looking good, uh, that that's a solid playoff team right there. I mean, maybe they'll win more than one game this this postseason who knows Cooper rush saved their season so I mean, yeah 100 percent. all three of these teams have really good defenses now and mm-hmm. 
the Cowboys probably have the best defense in football. Uh, the Niners are right there with a great defense. And as we talked about in the last segment, the Dolphins just got an elite pass rusher. So look out for them on defense. Any one of these three teams could make a run um, deep into the playoffs. If I had to choose one of them, it would be the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think they're all in the right spot on the, on the tier list. All right, so my last category, Super Bowl or bust. So these are teams that are basically all in and look like any of them can win the Super Bowl. I got four teams, two from the AFC, two from the NFC. The Bills, Chiefs, Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you guys think? Who who would be your Super Bowl front runner out of those four teams? My Super Bowl matchup is still the the Bills and the Eagles. Uh, I, those are my two front runners for it. But you know the the Chiefs and the Vikings. It, it only takes a couple good plays in those games for them to to make it there. So I mean, it's it's going to be a a tough competition between those four spots. But I, I think the Bills and the Eagles right now are my two favorites to make it. I don't think the Vikings belong in this tier. I think they belong with the Cowboys, the Dolphins, and the Niners. Um, the Chiefs and the Bills are going to be Super Bowl or bust as long as their quarterbacks are healthy. I mean, yeah. uh, the Eagles, the way that offensive line's playing, and the quarterback and the running backs and their defense, especially their secondary. That secondary has been absurd. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Slay and uh, Bradbury, I believe, mm-hmm. the other one over there, they're just both having crazy good years. So the Vikings, I understand why you put them here because they're – winning their division and they have the second best record in that in the conference but i don't think they i i wouldn't put them a tier above the cowboys or the niners in their conference um and i wouldn't put them on the same level as the eagles so i think i think one tier down is where i'd have them yeah so i was between the 49ers and the vikings for that spot and the reason i want the the vikings is because i think they're a clear-cut winner for their division mm-hmm and I could still see, you know, if the Rams figure it out in the NFC West, or even, you know, if the Seahawks pull off a miracle and hang on, yeah. I mean, then, you know, you're fighting through the playoffs on the road the whole year. So, but that, yeah, that wraps up the tier list. So now uh, moving into the tricky 50. So I was the host last week and uh, it was an interesting week. So we have a change in the leaderboard now. My long reign as the top. Yeah. By Connor Van, who's had back to back really good weeks. Um, so this week he took McCaffrey, he took Taylor Heineke, Sam Ellinger, Garrett Wilson, and Keontae Ingram. He hit on CMC, Heineke, and Garrett Wilson for a total of 36.2 points, bringing his season total to 120.86, just ahead of me at 117.16. And then we got Austin third at 106.94. Last week, he bet on Dak, ETN, and AJ Dillon. All three of those hit at 22, 12.7, and 6. So he actually had the better week. Um, Connor just was already ahead because of his host week where he, <laughs> he racked up a lot of points. He racked up 36 points. He actually racked up more last week as a host than uh, this week is playing. I, I've racked up more as a host than I have any single week by 
by good margin up until this week. And then so as the host, I came in with 10.46 as a result of Sam Ellinger, Keontae Ingram, and Mo'Ali Cox. Austin is the host this week, so it'll be me and Connor bidding on the players. All right, guys, before we get into the Tricky 50, we want to shout out one of our sponsors with uh, Phantom Sports Industries, and that is Best Bet 55. If you think you're a GOAT sports better, you need to test your accuracy and sell your picks with the Best Bet 55 Institute. Follow us at Phantom Sports, that's F-A-N-T-O-M Sports, to compete in competitions to win cool prizes. If you go to our website at phantomsportsindustries.com, you'll see our Partners tab at the top of the page. Go ahead and scroll down and you can find the Best Bet 55 logo along with the rest of our partners. All right, so for this week's Tricky 50, I have concocted a diabolical list of players who will all score exactly zero this week while playing every (laughs) snap. I'm going to get every point that y'all bid. Um, And no one will get hurt, so I'll get all the points. So just get ready for that. I'm just not going to bid. Yeah, it's probably smart. <laughs> Let's just call it a wash this week, boys. <laughs> and that's right. it for the Tricky Takes <laughs> All right. Uh, I figured I'd start you off with a nice juicy one. Um, last uh, last time I hosted, I started you out with Josh Allen. Uh, this week, I'm going to go to his favorite weapon. We're going to start you out with Stefan Diggs. So for I'm going to start him off for 19.5 points. It's a tough matchup this week as Buffalo takes on the Jets. What you thinking, Connie? Oh yeah, no collusion. (laughs) No, it's it's fine. Y'all y'all can talk it out. Talk it out. He's yours if you want him. Y'all want to know what he averages on the season? He's averaged 20.8. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's got to be around 20. Mm-hmm. all right going Already. once going twice no bids all right we're moving on to the next that's high for a receiver man that is high for a receiver all right next player taylor penny god heineke also 19 and a half points so quarterback for 19 and a half washington playing at home against minnesota this week Oh, oh man, dude. so i mean i'm expecting minnesota being a lead for the most of this game so heineke might have to have to sling it late god i mean he hit for me last week but he put up 24 last week i've yeah. him off for 12 <laughs> yeah 12.8 austin's coming for coming for our next man he is i'll take him for a flat 20 okay Somebody's got to do it. I, I think I'll let you have them. Bill. All right, there we go. We've got another quarterback next. This one, a bigger name, but possibly a worse quarterback. Tom Brady. For oh. <laughs> <laughs> a flat 19. Take it on here. The Tampa Bay Bunk- Buccaneers are playing the Los Angeles Rams this week. That's right. That's tough. That's a tough matchup. That is a tough God, Austin. I'm hating these. Listen, you gotta make them tough or y'all just get free points. So you gotta figure it out at some point, right? That offense. Oh I mean, yeah. Uh, Mike Evans is healthy now and it might not be against the Rams. <laughs> it's All right. Not this week. Yeah. 
Connie, Anyone Eunice? want Tom? God, going once? I think, I think I'm gonna pass going on twice. Tom. Okay. No bids. All right. On to the next player. Connor's gonna get ten players at like four points apiece and just hit on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Another player that was uh on the board, I believe it was last week he was on the board, but back again, Travis Etienne for uh playing against the Las Vegas, not the Oakland Raiders. Um, and for 18 points. Depends on who you ask. Oakland or Las Vegas. <laughs> um, um, last week, the bid was, I got him for 12.7, and he scored 23.7. So he's a little much more steep asking price this week of 18. Anyone want him? Yep. All right, Billy's in for 18. Connor. I think I'll let Billy take him for 18. Okay. <laughs> So that's 38 points spent for Billy on two uh big two big... elite players. Yep, Taylor Heineke and Travis Etienne. That's what they say. Definitely going to hit these astronomical projections. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next we've got a player who Billy cannot bid on. <laughs> um it is the red rifle himself, Andy Dalton. New Orleans Saints quarterback. I'm going to be bidding him off for 16 points. Playing on Monday play? night on Monday night against Baltimore. Baltimore favored uh, by two points. I, I will take the red rifle for 16. All right. There we go. Connor likes he's he's a Walmart shopper. He likes great value. I do like the value. I really need to vent to somebody about Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, there's a big jump in points now from 16. <laughs> this next guy is for under 10 points. Yeah, that checks out. So there's a big gap here. Let's the go. First player. Uh, Bill, you can play. And then this might be a, a nice uh, combo for you. You took his quarterback, Curtis Samuel. Washington Commanders receiver Curtis Samuel bidding him off for 9.4 points again playing against Minnesota. All right, looks like he wants him. I do. I like thinking I, 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 I like Curtis this week. I think I'll take him for 9.4. Take him for 9.6. Uh, I'll do I'll do 9.7. How high is this going to go? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Billy just wanted to run the tab up on him a little bit. <laughs> but Curtis Samuel goes for 9-7. Now we'll be moving on. Damian Harris has kind of lost the number one role in New England. It's been the Ramondre show as of late. But Damian Harris, still a good player. This week, taking on Indy. Um, what are y'all thinking? He's going for eight points. I'll take him. Connor likes him for eight. Billy? Eight two. I'll take him at eight five. Uh keep going up the ladder. I'm I'm okay, eight five. All right, the ladder stops at eight five for Connor. Connor has been spending lately. Let's see how many points does that put him at 
total. I think he spent, spent 34. Now. All right, so about 16 left, and still 12 left for Billy. The next player, Raheem Mostert. His backup just got shipped out of town, but Jeff Wilson comes over. How much of a role is he going to play in his first week there? His starting bid is going to be seven and a half. Who are they playing? Chicago. Yeah, I like him for eight. I like him for eight, too. Eight, five. I'll do eight, six. Nine. I'll let you have him for nine. Ooh, nice. So that leaves Billy with three points remaining. I don't think I've ever spent all 50. I don't think you will this week, either. Are you telling me I am a... I'm done. <laughs> is that what Billy you're is officially out of the running for spending any more points. And and how many players do we have left? Uh, seven. Oh God! So we're gonna pick up the pace here, Connor. It's just me yep. and you. Billy spent all of his points. We're gonna go to the Carolina game this week. Their number two receiver now, Terrace Marshall, had a lot of targets last week. Um, they are taking on. Carolina is playing the Bengals this week. Okay. So the starting bid for Terrace Marshall is seven. Yeah, I think I'll do him at seven. Okay. Remember you have uh, about 15.8 left, so you're going to do him for seven. That's where Mm -hmm. you're at. Um, All right, so here we go. All these guys are less than eight points. You can take any one of them. Uh, First guy up, Isaiah Likely. Uh, tight end for the Ravens had a really good week last week. Mark and- Mark Andrews battling an injury, like um, questionable to play, might might play, uh, but he's nah. going for six and a half. I'm so I might say he is likely for a player who just got traded. Chase Claypool his first week in Chicago, taking on Miami. What are your thoughts there? Six point one. I'm out. All right, moving on. Another tight end, Tyler Higby. Taking on Tampa Bay. He's going for six points. I, I like Higby. All right, you're going for six. Or you want yep. to go any all right, no, dead I'm on six. six. That's um, a tutty. I like it. Yep, that is just straight up. All you need is touchdown there. And uh that's going to put you out of the running. There's no one left that yep. you can bid on. The last two players were gonna be TJ Hawkinson and uh Ronnie Rivers, who was uh, the starting running back for the uh, Los Angeles Rams last week. No shot, really? He was. He, he, he was the starting running back last week for the Rams. I've never yeah. heard of Ronnie Rivers. Me either. He, he got elevated off the practice squad, and then yep. they, they dropped him back to the practice squad, and then I think they re-signed him up again this week. Yep. Uh, Cam Akers looks like he's going to start playing again, but I don't think it'll be this week. I think he's like just started practicing I think tomorrow. as Friday. Because they were really trying to ship them off. Yeah, apparently no. Apparently they got a ton of offers and they declined all of them. I thought McVay said that they were looking at moving. I think McVay wanted to, um, but I think ownership and the GM decided that um, they wanted to to try and keep him. So yeah, it looks like he will be back on the field for them soon. I don't think it'll be this week though. But yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Is there anything else y'all have to add? 
uh, I would like to stay on top of the the tricky 50 for for at least another full week. I feel like that'd be nice. Uh, unlikely, but nice. I've got something uh, that I want to add. Uh, we made a Twitter account, guys. Uh, so go follow us on Twitter at Tricky Takes. Um, we're going to be tweeting out some stuff. I know uh, I've got an idea, actually. How about Billy tweets out that uh, tier list he made, uh, and then Connor and I will do the same format um, and make our own, and we'll do a little poll, and we'll see who gets the most uh, votes on that. So y'all go check out the Twitter. Go vote on that poll when that comes up. Give us and, a follow. We'll follow you back. Yeah, we'll, we're going to follow everybody back. Um, also, think about doing a giveaway for the first 50 followers we get. So we just launched it. Yep. Um, and then let us know what y'all want to see. Do y'all want to see our, uh, tricky 50 board after every week, like current standings update after every week? Do y'all want us to, to tweet out a lot? Do you want us to do graphics and stuff? Um, let us know if y'all have any ideas on that kind of, on that front over there. Again, um, as I've stated before, send us an email, uh, at tricky takes at gmail.com, uh, DM us on twitter or just tweet at us we want to compile some questions that y'all have about the podcast us personally um football basketball baseball hockey whatever you name it um so we want to do a, a mailbag episode um as like a super bowl special kind of deal so um mm -hmm. please send some of that stuff in we uh love love anytime when y'all reaches out and we hear from you guys really uh, means a lot to us so thanks everybody for listening and uh, listening to the end we appreciate y'all so much there's gonna be a quiz at the end of each episode so make sure you start listening <laughs> that'd be fun uh that'd be fun to tweet out every tweet, week tweet we us a, the answers <laughs> we'll tweet out uh like a quiz <laughs> you yeah. have to listen through the podcast you don't get enough answers we're blocking you Every we're gonna tweet out what's the beginning <laughs> letter of every fourth word that we tweet. <laughs> oh God! It's gonna, it's gonna spell out something. Yep. One more shout out. Shout out to the Troy Trojans football team. They are uh, if App State loses tonight, which they currently are, uh, and Troy wins out, Troy is going to host the Sun Belt Championship. So uh, shout out to. Uh, Jeff, John Summerall and the boys and, uh, you know, bringing, bringing Troy football back to where it should be. Yes. Let's, let's go Trojans. Go Trojans, baby. I'll be at the game next weekend. So Re repping the shirt right now. Yes, sir. But I think that wraps it up for us guys. So we appreciate y'all and look forward to seeing y'all next week. Yep. Bye guys. Bye. See you guys. <laughs>